some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. That Biden was about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. I was going to say quiet. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oatman. I, I was going to stay quiet for a really long time until Mr. Producer panicked because he kept looking over at me. Is he going to say something? Is he going to say something? Which like, Mr. Producer are you talking about? I was talking right to now. you. You kind of did this little. What? Oh, you are crushing me right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you in your feelings right now? I'm in my feelings. He's you know who would help me get out of my feelings, Joe? What? Who? Captain Obvious. I, I need Captain Obvious in the room, please. Please step to the front of the room. <laughs> trust the science. Trust the science. Math, math, math. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Dude, I'm telling you, I watched that last night again, and it was amazing. If you have not seen it yesterday, the first 12 minutes, if, even if you get tired of me, you'll really, get, you'll really love the first 12 minutes where Jim Brower... I had it down to a pat yesterday. I was like walking around. Trust the science. <laughs> trust the science. Trust the science. Arr, arr. Yeah, I was crying. I was crying so hard watching that. Dude, I've now watched it four times. And, and I have a habit of watching things to see what I missed, but that was pretty great. Okay, so, <laughs> we're, you know, we keep finding out more and more information about people related to these things called Dominion voting systems. And yesterday, I had some bombshells drop. Some bombshells about our boy Coomer and Dominion voting systems and foreign elections. Man, I, it just never stops. It's like Christmas. I'm so looking forward to the trial. It's not even just, it's not going to end up being about just defamation because I'm going to, I'm going to sue as well, but it's so much other stuff. I, I should have a little cup of this coffee, a little. Okay. I had a sip of the coffee. We have, Victory an, coffee. we have, we have an amazing guest on this morning, Melissa Cron. <laughs> I say that because, you know, it's a, it's a very, very Italian mobster last name. And so, and she is definitely on fire and has been an ambassador of truth. Um, she worked for Dominion Voting Systems. She was working in Detroit and signed an affidavit and got attacked. She's famously known for her, um, I, I, the interview in front of, was it the, was it the county commissioners or the legislative body? Legislator, it was the legislative body, yeah. yeah. And... They, they were really snarky with her, so she was re really snarky back. She's like, I got you. Come on. 
Yeah, that was phenomenal. We played that last time we had her on, and it was yeah. just killer. She lit them up. Okay, so with that, without, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're, you're on the move, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Always on the move, Joe. All right. Well, you, you know, the, there's some exciting things coming out of the TCF Center, and so we want to kind of replay that, but I'd like to get, first of all, tell everyone who you are for those that don't know you. I think everyone knows you. Well, I think most people know you. I mean, and they even did a Saturday Night Skit on you, which you have to laugh about, right? It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind of Yeah, but <laughs> go ahead. What's that? I said, I think it's funny now. At the time, I didn't think it was funny, but... Well, I mean, we, we have to look back and laugh. I mean, the, the amount of things that they've said about me, it's, it's you know, I, if you didn't laugh about it, you'd want to punch somebody in their throat. But yeah, right. Not that I'm advocating for violence. I'm absolutely not advocating for violence, and I have to say that after everything that I say. Okay, all right. Yes, but we won't put up the Salt Hill again. We, we might put up the Salt Hill. Yeah. So, Melissa, let me ask you a question. This is off the subject. But don't you think if someone murders people that they should not let them just walk peacefully, that, that they should roll them down a salt hill with a million paper cuts on them? And, I mean, shouldn't it be painful for them? I mean, they, they affected yeah. so many lives. I mean, being serious, it, 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 there should be a consequence, and there should be something that causes them as a deterrent not to act that way. But I digress. So tell everyone about yourself. Okay, so... Uh you're you're breaking up. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're getting like every third word, Mr. Producer. Can we fix that? All right. Let's see if we can fix something here real quick. This is high. This is uh, as much as I can do for. All right. Let's try it again. Okay. We, we're hearing every third word. I think you have to speak up because I think your speaker's not picking it up. Okay, how, how's this? How's this, Joe? Here, let me see. That's better. Can you... Is it better? Yeah, when you do that, it's better. And I think it's just... The, I, think the I, audio it. I think I fixed it. Okay, just try it now. Okay, is, how's that? Perfect. Okay, all right. So I, I've been working in IT for about 10 years. Uh, I was contracted through um, PDS staffing to work with Dominion Voting for the 2020 election. Um, after the 2020 election, um, the day after, I wrote an affidavit. I got that to um, Patrick Colbeck here in Michigan, who got it up to the Trump attorneys. And that is how everybody knows me from um, you know, speaking in front of our state um, state legislators. Okay. And you, you worked for Dominion. You got to, to witness all the things that were happening at the TCF Center. Is that correct? That is correct. And what, I mean, what did you see? Let's, let's, let's kind of recap this. What did you see at the TC, TCF Center? Yeah. So, um, the, the things I want to really focus on right now are the white man that I that we've been talking about that pulled in around 3.30, 4 a.m. Um, this white man was escorted with a police escort, which we have found out recently is a rental car. Um, and 
had an out-of-state license plate on it. It was a white car. Um, and So it wasn't a police car? It was not a police car. It was a police officer. It was a police officer driving. It was a police escort. But it was not a police car, no. Okay. Um, now, uh, I think that, that came from the gateway pundit. They hoyed um, for that video footage. Now, I saw that white man pull in, and I heard them talking, uh, them being the Dominion Voting, uh, my manager, Nick, uh, Samuel, this girl, China, that was working with me that I spoke about late last time I was on your show. Um, they were saying it was for food. It was for food for the workers. And there, no food came out of that truck because the food was upstairs for the workers. And I walked upstairs and there was no food upstairs. So nothing, there was no food coming out of that truck. Um, now, also, there was this big data loss that Dominion Voting all the employees were talking about and the IT workers with the city around midnight. Um, there was no data loss. That is when they found out that Trump was ahead of the machines connected to the internet. That's when, um, you know, they sent Samuel to the Chicago warehouse, which is the Detroit Department of Election Center. Um, and they had him uh, assisting with filling out ballots. Now, this Detroit Department of Election Center is where I was initially scheduled to work. Um, I think that's very important for people to know because I was trained on the adjudication and tabulation process. And they're claiming that there was not um, tabulators um, at that location because there was no poll watchers or challengers there. But we're finding out that there was, in fact, um, tabulators at that location and ballots. Uh, we have pictures of people holding ballots. I mean, it's just amazing to me that our legislators are now looking at this two years later. Um, you know, but I guess obviously it's a good thing. I mean, we need them to look at it. But my question is, is what, what are they going to do about it? Our legislators here in Michigan haven't done anything about any of this evidence. Well, I think that one of the things that we do as we gather more evidence, people are like, why does it take two years? So we, we found some more information out last night um, about Dominion from someone that decided that they've had enough. They've been sitting on the sidelines for a couple of years. And uh, what, what's amazing to me is people think that it's going to happen overnight. Like we're, we're not going to get we're not going to get people to turn until they realize how big of a, of a movement it is towards truth and towards, you know, restoring the voice of the American people. And until they actually wake up and go, oh, there is a lot of evidence of fraud. There is a lot of evidence that they stole the election. And they didn't just steal Trump's election. They stole down ballot races as well. Yeah. Yes, they did. So, so we, you know, it, it does take time. Justice takes time. And that's a terrible thing to say. That's, that's absolutely abhorrent having to say that. That we can't look at something on its face and be Captain Obvious and go, nah, you stole elections. You should go to jail. You go to jail. Everyone goes to jail. Jail, 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 jail. But unfortunately, we, we can look back at Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, how many years did he abuse children? Yeah, right. How many years did... Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell abused children and groomed children for these perverts. Let's call them what they are. I mean, mm -hmm. How about the guy out of, out of um, the billionaire out of uh, Los Angeles? 
and what he did to women for 20 or 30 years. I mean, this guy was a serial sexual predator. Yeah. Yeah. But he got away with it for so long. So I want people to understand that as more of this information comes out, that it's going to create an environment, a wave of people, even the ones that are standing there that have no courage that go, this is hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore all the evidence. So, so Greg, Greg uh, Phillips came out, and Mr. Producer, if you could put up the Greg Phillips, the, the putting up the van. This is the van that you're talking about, correct? Yes. This is the van? Um, it doesn't yep. look like there's food in the back. I mean, if you, if you zoom into that, it, it looks like ballots. Yeah. Yeah. Unless food comes in boxes that look like they're ballots. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, yep. it, you know, Mr. Producer, we can put up this individual timestamp for entries uh, from the New York Times. Um, this goes through the votes for Biden received in uh, a batch of 149,000 votes that came in, Biden receiving 134,000. You can put that up, Mr. Producer. Okay. I think we're going to skip over that one. <laughs> so I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you drive. But we have a video footage of the ballot trucks um, that yeah. we got from Gateway Pundit. Let's go ahead and play that, Mr. Producer. Van, white van arrives at 3.23 a.m. For, for those of you on the audio version. There's a, a, a van pulling in. With what looks like a catering sticker on the side. Detroit Elections Bureau uh, regalia all over the side. It had a vehicle ID number on it. 
I didn't capture that, but we had other people that captured that information or uh, and the uh, license plate number associated with it. It looked legit. And inside of it were a, and this gets into some chain of custody discussions. There's no verification that there was a Republican and a Democrat during transfer. We don't know that they didn't take side stops to a nearby Coney Island to pick up a few more ballots from their buddies. We have no way of verifying any of that information. Are you supposed to be able to have that information? We're supposed to be able to, yeah, have verification of that all the way along the line. The whole chain of custody, we're supposed to be there. And because they were not sealed. If they were sealed, all this stuff was sealed, and you verified the seal, and then when you came to another destination and you see if the seal's still intact, all right, that's 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 okay. So right? that's what the verification is supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to see. Yeah, when I do it in the suburbs where I was a um, senator, when I when I saw that come in, we had pretty much a whole army that would get out of the van, get out there, pull up all the data from the from the precinct, put it in the van under configuration control. Everything was sealed up with the tape and put out there. There is probably one of the most egregious aspects of what happened in the city of Detroit at the AB County Board was the utter lack of respect for chain of custody. The white van exits the building at 3.53 a.m. after delivering all of those ballots. Now, Melissa, let me let me ask you a question. Ask you a question. Okay, the van comes back at 4.30, then starts unloading boxes into the dolly again. Yeah. cutting out a part here they're cutting out a part okay what part are they cutting out so there's a white car that's in front of this van that they're not showing um i don't think this is the full version um in which i i think i have the full version saved i will send it to you you'll see this white car pull in they roll down their window it looks to me like they're exchanging money with someone. So is it a um, white car or is it a black car? Because I have a picture. Mr. Producer, put up the picture on the Gateway Pundit article of a black car that is right next to the van. Can we put that up? Go ahead and take this down. So so this is a picture of, and it's it's right next to, you can just pop it up. It's the one on the the uh, picture that popped up in the CD on air comms. Um, If you go down, 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 there's a black car. Sorry, we're, we're going to go through this a little bit more clearly. There's the van again for those that are paying attention. There's the video. There's the car again. Mr. Producer, I'll put it up for you. This is the what went down at the TCF Center. What's that? I didn't. It could have been a black car. I could be mistaking. Um, I didn't see the car come in. I saw it on the video later. Okay. Um, but I saw the van, you know, and then we later found out that this is the reason why, um, you know, because we have, uh, we had 
uh, Chief Craig running for governor here. He was our old chief of police. That's the car. Yes, you're right. It is yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And it's a Hyundai yep. Elantra, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He rolls down his window. Sorry about that. So he rolled. He rolls down his window, and he uh, someone comes up, and he exchanges what looks to me like it was probably a money exchange. Okay, and so this is a police officer that was in the car. Have they identified the police what, officer yet? No, they have not. And I even went up to Chief Craig because, like I said, Chief Craig was running for um, Republican governor, running against Gretchen Whitmer, and I. I saw him at an event in Mackinac Island, and I walked up to him and I said, Hi, uh, Chief Craig, it's nice to meet you. Um, I'm the Dominion voting whistleblower. Uh, were you aware that there was a police escort on the white van that pulled into the TCF Center? And he said, I wasn't aware of that, and uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. And I don't, I didn't believe a word he said. I never have. He was the chief of police at the time. and. I got that information through a source um, that works for the Gateway Pundit, that that was a um, police officer. Okay, so if it was a police officer and he knew about it, he was running for governor? Or he's running for governor he, now? Well, well, Joe, he got taken off the ballot because we had, a, we had probably three or four candidates get taken off the ballot here um, for governor, just like I got taken off the ballot for state house. Um, and he's now talking about running as a write-in candidate for governor. Okay, which which has a, a about a zero point zero 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 zero. You can't get enough zeros behind it of winning the race as a write-in candidate. That's I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off if you're using like ring apps or things like that you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized ip address but um that's just something you just learn when you get it but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are uh, so go to ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily you do have to use the slash daily so ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily and claim your 70 percent savings so he's going to take votes from the other republicans yeah, but but I find it very difficult to to think that anyone would vote for him. Just understanding that, I, you know. So, well, so I'll tell you. Go ahead. Sorry. There's a lot of. I'm sorry. There's a lot of misinformed voters. There's a lot of voters that don't understand really what's going on. They see him as you know he did he did a good job in Detroit during the pandemic, but they don't see that. He was directly involved with the election being stolen. He was the chief of police. Um, you know, th there was several different things going on in Detroit that he he had to have known about. There would be no way that he didn't know about. Um, and also, he 
actually enforced unconstitutional mandates um, during the summer of 2020, and he's also for gun control. But some of these Republicans don't see that. They don't understand. They just see him as running as a Republican. He did a good job as chief. Okay, so so we know what happened at the TCF Center. We, we, we know that they put up cardboard. Mr. Producer, let's put that up if we can. They put up cardboard over the windows so the people could not see inside. Were you there when yeah. they were doing that? So, Joe, um, this, is, this happened not even 10 minutes after I left. I, I could tell it was going to get really rowdy in there. My daughter was three months old at the time. I, I was getting very uneasy in there. I told my... Um, my manager that I had a doctor's appointment. I left for three hours and came back. This is right before I left, or right after I left. Okay, so they they put up the cardboard blocking people from looking inside of the of of to have transparency. So this is this is ultimately blocking transparency. Yes, it is. So, but so they what, don't. They think. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. They what, say what, that. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. I'm sorry. There's a, there's a there's slight a delay. So, yeah. Um, so they say that the Republicans were getting rowdy. So they had to do that. The Republicans were getting rowdy. I don't think there was any violence. Not that I could see of. There was no breaking of windows or, or doing anything that would cause consternation. And, and it, it would almost be that that was going to cause more rowdiness by blocking their ability to see in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Okay, so what have we learned by uh, True the Vote that goes back and vindicates what you've said in your affidavit previously? Have you have you been following the True the Vote information? I have. Um, it, it just came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but, um, I mean, they they pulled the white, the white van video footage and they're investigating, I guess they're they're pinging phones to see who was around at that time um, to maybe try to find out who was driving this van. Um, you know, we've, we've had people look into the car, the uh, Hyundai, um, and, and see what was going on with this car. We can't find out um, anything about this car. Like I said, it's a rental car. Um, and we don't know who was driving these vehicles, but they, they, they're they're investigating all this right now. So hopefully we find out all this information and we know, we already know that those ballots were all illegal ballots. They can't come in at 3.30 or 30 a.m. The election is, the, the polls are closed. You can count ballots for an hour after. Can't, I mean, I don't see how those ballots could be legal. I, I don't see how they can. Well, I mean, that, that brings us to the how did those ballots get validated through the system. And I've often said that in order to actually be able to create fraudulent ballots, you'd have to know who already voted. And so we already know who voted before midnight, right? We had all those ballots tallied, all those ballots were in. So we already knew that. And so since we already knew that, we also know who didn't vote. And if you know who didn't vote, then you can establish and take ballots and you can assign those to people within the system. And that's yep. why uh, we have this, th that's why it's so important to look at these separate databases and things that were uncovered in the Mesa County report. 
as we start putting things together, we start figuring out that the machines are designed to steal the voice of the American people all over the country. And, and I'm not sure it matters if you use ESNS or, or Clear Ballot or, or Dominion. They're, the people that are running these companies, and I'll use this guy's name, um, his name is Edwin Smith. Edwin Smith, he has traveled around in leadership, in executive leadership in multiple companies. So he was he was with Sequoia. He was with, with Dominion. He now or, or was with uh, Clear Ballot. So these people are actually floating from company to company almost as if they're operatives, if they're people that are trying to make sure that the entire system is put in place where they can steal elections. So um, I want to give a shout out to one of our other sponsors too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank and I've done a lot of research on this bank and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Uh, if you go to accessbank.com slash daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured. Member FDIC in there for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Um, now, there's some interesting things that were said to me by that China Danielle that was working with uh, Dominion. Um, yeah. The one that was acting very strange. I told you she started crying and saying she was claustrophobic before that van pulled in. Um, now she told me that Dominion vote first. She she informed she was the one that informed me that the manager Nick is actually a part owner, which was verified later. Um, and then she also told me that um, Dominion voting. She I think she was a slight bit confused, but there's some truth behind what she was saying. She said Dominion voting has become very big within. The last couple years she said they've been buying up these small companies and what I think is that she was a like I said a slight bit confused and she that's what she, how she understood it but what they had been really doing is changing their name um, they because if you look back at Dominion voting they have changed their name several times yes they have. Um, yeah, and, and they're and, and where they're do, the domiciled. So they were a Canadian company. Now they're saying they're a U.S. based company. You, they have d yeah. Dominion voting systems. They have different subsects of Dominion voting systems. They have companies that are operating like in Virginia and even in in uh, Michigan under different na name aliases that are owned by a DBA of Dominion voting systems. Yeah, yeah. Now and then they have these companies like Pro V and V, and another one. One other one, I don't know the other one's name. I have to look into it. But this is our Macomb County. I live in Macomb County, Michigan. Macomb County, our clerk, Anthony Forlini, he called in and used taxpayer money to do this um, to audit these PSNS machines. Uh, Pro B&B is the company that he used to come in and do this. Well, um, 
I know because I spoke to Jovan about this. Obviously, it's a huge conflict of interest. I think we talked about this on your show last time I was on. But that's like, uh, you know, you auditing your own taxes. You know, um, how, how is this happening? It's, it's a monopoly. Okay, so, so tell everyone, remind everyone what, what you saw. Like, what did they do wrong while you were there? And, and how could you not be mistaken? I mean, you've been in IT for 10 years, so it's not like you just woke up one day and said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to go work for Dominion. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, there's several things I saw, Joe. Um, so I saw these poll inspectors, poll workers, that are running the tabulators, sitting with batches of ballots. A batch of ballots is 50 ballots. Um, sitting with them and scanning them through these tabulating machines over and over again. Now, I don't know if the, these workers were doing this on purpose or if they, I already know they weren't trained, um, but it's a very easy process. The computer throws up, you know, two, two uh, options. You can either uh, hit discard or rescan. You, it's common sense not to continue rescanning ballots over and over and over again. But they were doing that for the entire 27 hours that I was there. Um, this was going on. <laughs> um, and, you know, even like I told you, when I brought it up to my manager, he told me that we're not there to run their election. Um, you know, so that was one thing I noticed right off, right from the very beginning. Now, what um, would, uh, in IT, working for Dominion, understanding the system, what would cause someone to run ballots over and over and over again? Would there be, well, there would, would be, be a, a technical... jam. Well, okay. the, yeah, the, 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 the tabulators jam. Um, they jam if there's a fold in the ballot in the wrong area. Um, they, they jam. And when they jam, there's a process to go about that. And you take the ballots out and you actually rescan them. You don't, you, you, first you, you put them on, but you, you take all the ballots back out and you discard the entire batch and then you rescan them. You don't take the ballots back out and then rescan all the ballots that you scanned up. Right? Now, now Sorry, is this done? Yeah, so, so did you see them actually rescan the ballots without throwing the batch out? Absolutely. I saw that for 27 hours. Okay, so. So how many fraudulent ballots are we talking about? How many duplicate ballots or suspended ballots or did they have in the system? Well, uh, Joe, I, that's something that would be really hard for me to estimate, but within um, a 27-hour period of watching 20-something um, tabulators um, tabulate ballots, uh, I, I, I estimated about 30,000. Okay. I mean, it, okay. it, I can't tell you how many every single person was doing it for 27 hours. Okay, so we have a question. There's a potentially flawed assumption here that Melissa and others are making. A TCF Center was set up as a centralized tabulation location. The ballots coming in there at that hour are not necessarily late or overdue. So I'm not sure that Mitch understands the concept behind how ballots are pulled into precinct. There, there is a specific process of how those ballots are delivered, right? Would there ever be a precinct um, that would show up at 3.30 in the morning? And why would they? Yeah. No, never. I mean, the polls close at 8. 
you go the 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 um the clerk goes and gets the the absentee ballots or the ballots say somebody voted in person or dropped off an absentee ballot at eight o'clock yeah. so the clerk leaves and and he goes and picks up all of the ballots from every precinct it usually takes about an hour and then the latest i've ever worked an election would be about 11 p.m 11 no no later than 11 p.m they would okay. never ever show up at 4 30 in the morning no that has never happened okay um yeah, so Mitch also said, remember, multiple states changed the procedure due to COVID. So I want to I speak to this because Mitch is, is talking about changes in the election protocol. And that may be true. They, they may have changed. They changed everything. They violated state constitutions. They used yeah. COVID as a cover for what they did. Um, but let's, let's be the devil's advocate here for a minute, okay? Let's just talk about what we know. We know that they said that it was a food truck. Yes. That's what they said. And they, they yes. said so under oath. They said it was a food truck. I believe that they did say that under oath, Joe. Um, this is what I heard from uh, the Dominion voting employees and the IT professionals that okay. were working around me. So, so they said it was a food truck. But it wasn't a food truck. It was a ballot truck. And it was at 3.30 yep. in the morning, right? Okay. Yep. They've never explained where the ballots came from. Never. No, okay, so they've never explained where the ballots came because I know, because this is one of the things where I started just kind of pulling back the onion. Never explained that. Mm -hmm. You witness them rescanning for 27 hours the same ballots. Put them through, scan them again. Put them through, scan them again. Put them through, scan them again. You saw that happen. I saw that happen. And you've done elections before. After, after the TCF. Not before the TCF, Joe, okay. but after. So has that ever happened after? No. Okay. So it didn't happen after. They didn't scan the ballots. We did learn about this new database and the municipal election in 2021 out of Mesa County. So we know that they've now found a way to basically reproduce ballots inside of a system and then replace those, those ballots in the system. Just swap them. Right? Yes. But, but there's nothing normal about this and they can't explain it, but they just want to say nothing to see here. Just There's nothing normal about it at all. Um, it, there's no chain of custody, like Patrick Kolbeck said, whatsoever at all. Um, when you violate the chain of custody, um, really, all of those ballots should have been thrown out. Um, just like over in Arizona, when they go to open the steel ballot boxes and they are not sealed, those ballots are now spoiled and because somebody has tampered with them um you know this it, all of this stuff we will find out in michigan but yes what we do know is we do know that those ballots came in it was not a food truck and they do not know where they came from they cannot give us an explanation melissa if they gave you an explanation wouldn't you be more likely to say okay let's now validate that explanation let's let's trust but validate wouldn't that be the Absolutely. first thing that you'd want to do? Okay. Um, yes. And, and let me ask you this question, because this comes up a lot. Oh, conspiracy theorists, the, you know, right-wing extremists, all this stuff, right? That they are mm -hmm. exactly what they say that they, that they are fighting against, right? They are those people. They are the extremists. But yes. I digress. If, 
if President Trump had lost, if you didn't see all of those things and the ballots came in and President Trump had lost and it matched what you think is the, the, the outcome, would you be okay with it? I mean, you wouldn't like it, but would you be okay with it? Joe, if, if, if they can prove where these ballots came from, if, if I get answers, if we all get answers, the answers that we are asking for, and, and Joe Biden legitimately won this election, we will, I will accept that. And that I've, that's something I've made clear this entire time. I don't, it's, this isn't about um, us or me wanting Trump to be president. It's not about that. It's about the fact that we know for a fact, or I, I do, um, that Trump got more votes than Biden and that they stole this election. There's too much evidence. There's too much facts. There's too much proof. There's too many witnesses. We know we have the video footage now. You know, before we had this video footage, Joe, they were claiming that we were all just crazy and there was no white man that came in. You know, then we get the video footage and there nobody talks about it. Nobody wants to say anything about the video footage. And, oh, you know, what's, what's the problem? Those are all legitimate ballots. Well, what's the problem? Jocelyn Benson has over 800,000 ineligible voters and pulled the archive voter roll and applied it to the verified voter roll here in Michigan for the 2020 election. Don't you think that that's when the computer's connected to the internet, they pulled those names and applied a ballot to those voters? I'd say so. Okay, so, you know, I'm, again, this is me in the beginning stages. This is in November of 2020. I'm going to put up, a, Mr. Producer, go find the, uh, the diagram that I built in December of 2020. Now, I, I, I like to study things, so I wanted to see where the leaks were. And it's funny how you said that they had this connection to the internet. You know, if you have a centralized location, you don't necessarily need a connection to the internet. You just need to have some ability to connect into to figure out who voted and didn't vote. Now, based on the system and all the schematics and all the documents and the RFPs and RFQs in multiple states and reading through these documents, thousands of pages, um, I built this diagram in December of 2020. Do you see over there where it goes through adjudication at the bottom and then it says, okay, have voted and there's an internet connection at the top and there's one, two, three, four, five, six. So six is at the internet connection. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. So once they know who has voted, and this is where, the, once they know who's voted, they also know who didn't vote. And as yeah. they scan in different ballots, because ballots don't have an affinity or tying to a specific, to, to a specific voter, right? In other words, you can't, under, you can't be able to validate that, hey, I voted for President Trump. You can't go in and validate that. You can vote, you validate that you voted, right. but not who you voted for, Right. So once you know that, and because there's the ability to, fan, I call them phantom ballots and fake ballots. These are ballots that can be scanned, they can be created in the system, because you, you know they can be created. Um, and once they have that, they can go out to, use the interconnection to an outside voter registration system. Once they do that, they can bring those that have not voted, that are voters, bring that back in and attach those to ballots. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Because that's what the system does. When you verify a ballot, you put it in there, it has been attached to a voter. Now, it's, it's, it's decoupled from that voter from the standpoint that people can't know that this voter voted this way, right? It, it, it becomes um, completely anonymous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. once you know who voted and you've checked those boxes, all the boxes that aren't checked become the ones that you can attach to fake and phantom ballots. Is that not correct? That is correct. And that's the way the system dominion works, Correct. 
Yes, that is right. That so, is correct. So let me ask you a question. I built this in December of 2020 before all the information came out. Are you telling me that in December of 2020, based on the information that I had, and based on the fact that you were a Dominion voting system contractor at the time, at the election, that I was right way back in December of 2020? Yeah. Yes, well, you were right in the summer of 2020. Yes, that is correct. And I will send you, Joe, I was just talking to uh, the producer before the show, uh, all the all the documents that I told you I was going to send you. Yeah. I was actually just re-watching our last podcast two nights ago. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have not sent him these yet. So he gave me, he said he said he'll send me the email to send you all that stuff. And that diagram looks almost identical to the Dominion diagram of their internet connection. I what? actually have it. Put it back up again. Yeah. That so so they have the ability with that internet connection to validate information, correct? Yes, they do. And they have the the ability inside of adjudication to make sure that they um, cure ballots and make sure they're attached to a specific voter, correct? Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm either clairvoyant or maybe I understand system architecture. Maybe. Right. I don't know. And I think that's why Dominion is so scared of me. I mean, they're, they're yeah. deathly afraid of me. But right. this, I built this in December of 2020. After I got sued, I'm like, all right, watch this. <laughs> yeah. Go take it down, Mr. Producer. Right. It's crazy. Well, you know, this this uh, binder that I have, like I said, it, there's a, there's, it looks almost identical to that. Um, and there was just, you know, I, I, I'll send it to you. It's an employee binder. But before I left, um, Danielle was talking to Nick. And she, well, Danielle China, and she said to Nick, she said, "Oh, somebody left their binder here on the table. Um, do you want me to grab it or to leave it here?" And she goes, "Well, you know what I mean." To Nick, I'm thinking, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, grab it." So I was right, right when she said that, I was thinking, obviously, there's something going on here. I mean, these people are hiding something. You know, um, they. They got all nervous about badges. They didn't want us telling anybody who we were working for um, or our names. Um, it was it, it was very suspicious. Their behavior was very suspicious. And this is the night of the this is the night of the of the election. So it's not like yeah. anyone was. By the way, no one was even talking about Dominion until <laughs> I brought Dominion up on November 9th. No one. No, no one knew that they ran fifty percent of the vote. No one was talking about it. So yeah. why would they up front know? Why, why would they tell you, don't tell anyone who you're voting for then? Do you think they had an idea that, this, that they didn't hem up all the, the holes? I think they, had a, they, they did have an idea because I even have in their paperwork, they have this very strict media policy for none of their employees to speak with the media. Um, and it says on there, if they ask you how the machines work, have them call this phone number to speak with the, um, you know, somebody that works in Dominion. So they, it's I'll send, I'll send it all to you. It's crazy because I've been going through it again, you know, with all this new information coming out and just seeing that that video of that white van, Joe, it makes me sick. It literally makes me sick seeing that van. Okay, so. So, so let me ask you a question. As, as we start looking at all of this stuff, 
Um, are you convinced any more than you were before that there's massive amounts of fraud happening in the election? And do you believe that that carried over to 2021 and 2022? Um, I know that there was a mass amount of fraud that happened in the election because I saw it. And and I, I know that it's going to carry over. Um, there's been no changes. We're using the same machines. We have the same laws. We Our voter rolls are still... Um, you know, the, the same, they haven't cleaned them up. They got over 800,000 people on them that can't even vote. Um, I just got a voter ID card in the mail the other day for some guy that doesn't live at my house. I pulled, I did a background check on him. I'll send you the voter card. And um, he's never lived at my address. And this is happening all over the state of Michigan right now. So, so they're, they're literally just adding stuff to the voter rolls. And again, we're back in the same problem because they never solved the problem. Because they know that if they solve those problems, they have to go back to the drawing board, correct? Well, they, nobody's making them solve these problems, Joe. Uh, nobody. We don't have any kind of um, law on our side that's, that's um, going to actually enforce these laws. I mean, the, they are laws. They, they need to be enforced. But we have Dana Nessel and Jocelyn Benson and Gretchen Whitburn here that are colluding together with Republicans as well to make sure that um, they continue using these machines and um, can and they don't have to clean the voter rolls up and you know they can just do whatever they want to do they you know the last election I worked I was a certified poll challenger and um, I the the clerk is a Republican and he told me that I had to go be a poll watcher and stand behind this line because there was only legally allowed to be one Republican poll challenger. Well, I called the RNC and dealt with the RNC for hours. Come to find out he's running his elections, a Republican, totally illegally and should have had way more challengers there. And I had to sit there for um, 15 hours uh, behind a rope because he does he didn't want another challenger in the room. He also has the machines in a completely different room than where the absentee ballots are being counted. So this, we have Republicans that are in on this stuff too. And well, I mean, we we've talked about that. We've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about the fact that Dominion has often said no recounts. I mean, Eric Coomer said it in one of his social posts. He also said he didn't have a Twitter account. That's a lie. He, he said so many things right. that are lies. It's just crazy. I mean, the guy literally mm -hmm. is, is it's, it's unbelievable the things that he says. What? Lied under oath in front of the Michigan Senate, to the Michigan Senate. Hasn't gotten even questioned for it yet. And when I send you these documents, you'll see that I have a list of Dominion employees with their phone numbers, their addresses, all of their contact information, their emails. None of these people have been contacted they haven't been questioned nothing nothing why do you think that is why why have they not been questioned why has nobody been able to get get any information out of those people they're protecting those people joe um look i want to protect innocent people i want to protect look it, it was painful to come out with the information about eric coomer because i'm like what if i'm wrong and then the more information i got i'm like i'm not wrong and then the more information I got on Dominion, I'm like, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. 
look, it's not just a smoking gun. It is the gun. They're literally bragging about it. He's a braggadocious guy. I mean, it matches his character. It matches what he's done. It matches what he says. Yeah. He's, an, he's, he's posting the Antifa manifesto. It makes sense yeah. that he would be on an Antifa call. He, he talks about um, the fact that his, his employer is, thinks the same way he does. Mm-hmm. Yes. So these Dominion employees that I'm referring to, <clears throat> these people would be in on it, Joe. Um, these people would be right there with Eric Coomer. This is Nick Atanamaganis, the one that um, was my manager. This is um, David Stahl. This is uh, China, Danielle, um, uh, Samuel Chalandes, or some, I don't know how to say his last name. But he's the one who went to the Chicago warehouse to assist with filling out ballots. He would know that what he did is illegal um, and he would need to be questioned. And all of these employees would. But nobody has been questioned. Hi, this is Joe from DCF Guns. It's July, and that means it's time for our fourth annual Liberty Fest. It's coming to all three of DCF's locations, so you're getting three times the Liberty. Join us on July 8th at our East Colorado Springs location to kick off the party, followed by even more Liberty Fest on July 9th at our Castle Rock location, and July 10th at our West Colorado Springs store. Everything starts at 10 a.m. Joe, that's too much Liberty. There's no such thing as too much Liberty. Join us all weekend for games, prizes, food, drinks, and an arsenal of savings on firearms, ammo, and accessories. As always, we'll keep the range liberated and the deals patriotic. Only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock in Colorado Springs. Well, we're just getting a word about another uh, hit piece, by the way, that came out in The Guardian. It's always interesting when they talk about this stuff. Oh, there I am. My name's in there, too. <laughs> Great. Uh, Mr. Brewster, I have this thing that I want you to put up, if you could, please. This is um, a post by Eric Coomer. Um, and what's interesting about this is that I'm going to read this rant to you. And, and it, what's scary, well, we want to be careful because there's a lot of curse words in here, so I'm not going to read those, but you'll see, if you're looking at it, you'll see a lot of curse words in here, right? Would you say it's a lot of curse wow. words there? Yeah. Um, so this guy is responsible for the the uh, security and um, of Dominion voting systems. Like, this is... This this is the guy at the very top, owns the adjudication process. He is the, the, the patent holder for the adjudication process. Um, and he says... Um, let me just kind of read this for you. It's, it's, it's actually bad. Facebook friend land open call. If you're planning a vote for this autocratic, narcissistic, autocratic, sorry, narcissistic, fascist, at blank hat, blowhard, and his Christian jihadist VP pick, unfriend me now. That's actually, um, I'm all for reasonable political discourse and healthy debate. I'm looking at you, and he, he calls people out. But if you go to the bottom, he put an update. And, you know, again, this is a guy that literally looked for something to go viral. He said, untrump me, right? And he wanted to make sure that that went, go I think that hashtag might go viral, untrump me. It never did go viral because he's a moron. But at the very bottom, he writes, second edit, these opinions are rational and completely my own. It sounds rational to me with the F word here and F word there. They are based in reason and highly credible, though they are not necessarily the thoughts of my employer, though if not, I should probably find another job. Who wants to work for complete morons? None of my personal opinions affect my professional conduct or attitudes. I am nonpartisan. Does that sound nonpartisan to you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. And then, so so this is from Eric Coomer. This is the, 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 the Eric Coomer that is innocent in all this, right? Yeah, that's Coomer. Yeah. Did you, do you find that Dominion Voting Systems is slanted towards 
the, the radical agenda? Oh, absolutely. Joe, what they were saying the night of the election, China, Danielle, um, uh, Samuel, even Nick, the, the comments they were making about Republicans and Trump supporters were awful. They were terrible. Um, and it got to the point where I, like, I told you on the last show that I was on, I don't think I even mentioned what they were saying, but it, I was uncomfortable walking to my car. I kept thinking to myself, I have to get out of here because it's dark out. My car's on the roof. This is a, this is a, not a very safe area. Um, and if any of these people find out my actual political views, I might be in physical danger here. You, you felt that way with your own colleagues. Yeah. With a three-month-old baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched this January 6th hearing with um, Ruby Freeman and her daughter and her saying that the FBI actually put her in protective custody after the election up until the inauguration. I mean, if the, the, the FBI never even gave me a phone call back and the threats that I was getting and having to move three times, I wonder if Ruby Freeman had to move at all. I don't think she did, but I never got offered protective custody or anything like that. I never got, they never called me to see if I was okay. I was getting death threats and people at my door every day. Wow. Well, I, I got to tell you, there, there's so much to learn by going through your affidavit, by going through the nearly 5,000 affidavits across the country. 5,000 people, by the way, are talking about irregularities and stuff that was done that was fraudulent. And they dismissed them with a, a wave of the hand where the CIA and the FBI worked together to discredit people using the mainstream media and big tech in order to silence people. Um, Melissa, are, do, you, do you consider yourself an extremist? No, I do not. Do you consider yourself a person that... Um, do you consider yourself a person who uh, you know, wants to subvert our Constitution or, or the rights or will of the people? No. Not at all. Do you spend your time kind of trying to bite your own ear off and doing crazy stuff? I'm just curious. Mm. No, you seem I pretty, have to you seem pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm just a normal person. Um, I'll, you know, I just, we just, we need, we need to know the truth. We need to know what happened the night of the election. We need to know why. Mm. Um, there's so many people, like you're saying, 5,000, and I have a file for Michigan with 300 affidavits in it. Um, and all of these people are very credible people that I've spoken to and kept in contact with since the election. Um, they've never got to, none of our questions have ever been answered. They, we've just been blown off and made fun of and called conspiracy theorists and everything else. So. I mean, you know, it, we have to get down to the bottom of this. We have to get down to, you know, what really happened well, during this so, election. So, so as we as we kind of go through this, I want to show you, and you were in Dominion, you're in IT, so you understand um, the randomization of how people vote and how ballots can come in and what, how those ballots would be counted. Um, they used the, the large number theory and tried to explain this away. But the problem is, is that you have 64 different counties. Those that information in Colorado came in at different times. I'm going to show you a, a diagram really quick that timestamps and ballots for the Tina Peters Secretary of State um, race. And 
I, I want to show this to you because I want you to tell me what you see. Go ahead and put it up, Mr. Producer. So this is the timestamp of the Republican Secretary of State race for Republican Party in the primaries. Do you notice all the upticks on votes? Yeah. Aren't they yeah. identical? Yes. Yeah. Is that normal? Yeah. No, that's not normal. Yeah. So does this look like something that would, would cause you concern if you were in IT and you saw this? Would this be something you'd want to investigate? Without a doubt. Yes. Okay. Um, is this normal for what happens in people's behavior? Do you think all people operate at the same time? So at 10.04, all the people that are going to vote a certain way vote that certain way in no. identical terms? No, not at all. So, so how not is this possible all. then? How is this possible? It's not possible. It's not. Are you it's sure? It's not possible. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to believe you, but I mean, I'm having a hard time believing you because they're telling us there's nothing to see here. By okay, the way, well, that, that, is, it, that is not possible. This is a computer doing this. Yeah. And it's very apparent. Wow. So it's a computer that's doing it. And yeah, yeah. okay. Go ahead, take that down, Mr. Producer. You know, the, the reason why I ask these questions and say these things is because, um, is because they want to say, they write these, these hit pieces and they, they use all these generalities and say misinformation and disinformation and there's no election, there's no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, but there's mountains of evidence, scientific evidence, yep. behavioral evidence, you know, uh, technology evidence. There's all sorts of evidence mm -hmm. of the steal that happened in 2020 and has continued through 2021 and 2022. Um, let, let's... Uh, we're, we're, we're out of time, so I'm going to give you the last word. We're going to come back to this again, or I'm going to have you back on, because I want to walk through some, some other details and some other evidence that we have in different states, and I want to get your thoughts as a Dominion contractor on what that evidence means, right? Okay. Because I think yeah. it's important for yeah. people to understand that it's universal. Absolutely. Um, you know, these machines, Joe, there is no reason why we need to keep them. There, And anybody who disagrees with that statement is either complicit with the fraud or they i don't know i don't know what the other option could be they they are lazy um but i know that everybody here in michigan um a huge group of people they 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 do not want these machines and they have offered to actually volunteer their time counting ballots volunteer their time with unpaid so um you know, if, if all these people are saying get rid of these machines, uh, why are we continuing to use them? What's the importance of them? Why do we need them? Why? They've already said that they weren't connected to the Internet, and we already know that they are. We have proof and evidence that they are. Um, so they're lying to us. Why so they are, so they are connected to the Internet. They are connected to the Internet. Yeah, they, they but, but Polis, the, the, the CEO, said that they weren't connected to the Internet. Well, the CEO lied. Hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that a person like that in that position would lie. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why would he lie? Well, I mean, obviously because he owns a voting um, uh, software company that's stealing and flipping votes. And he, do and he doesn't want to go to prison. I, I guess that's why he lied. You know, um, I don't know. I really don't know him, but I just, 
I'm assuming that's why he lied or he's covering up. He has, he's probably got uh, every politician in, in America, you know, paying him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I believe that several of our politicians got in with these machines, not just Joe Biden. But. I, I agree. I think that the that it's it's a compromise to the voice of the American people all over at every level. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Soros-backed DAs that are literally let, letting criminals out on the street. We wouldn't have had recall elections where basically they, they, they pushed to not use the machines. They, they walked around and made sure that there was no connections, no internet connections. People walked around with things to, to block internet connections. That happened in San Francisco when they, when they recalled the, the DA in San Francisco. People were literally doing everything they can to block transmissions inside the environments. Now he was recalled, and because every poll said it was an absurd amount, seventy percent or eighty percent of the people wanted this guy out, and the only people that wanted him in were the the homeless people on the street that were hurting people and the radical leftists. All right, where yeah. do we go from here? Well, I mean, I think that they said that this investigation is going to be. I don't know. I, I heard eight days. We'll see. Um, you know, I'm expecting that whoever is doing this investigation is going to do a thorough investigation. I know that I've been sending a lot of um, my data um, in my paperwork to uh, several different people in the last couple days that have requested different things. Um, you know, like I said, the, the Chicago warehouse is a huge problem. There was something going on there on the third floor. I don't know if you've heard about that. Um, the Chicago warehouse, it's the third floor that we know is where this happened. Because there, there's been people that are activists that have been to the, the uh, Detroit Department of Elections. And they have said to us several times that there's something about this third floor. Um, this third floor, they don't let anybody go up to it, but they're investigating that too. Um, hopefully we get the answers and not, not the answers that we want, the factual answers. That's what we're looking for. That's yeah. all we want is the truth. That's it. I mean, and yeah. the, the, the media figures that are, you know, that are, that are writing stories about, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian and now became election experts want to call everybody liars. I think we really have to get down to the meat of, of the slander that's being created by big tech mm -hmm. and the media. We got to get down to it and we got to go after them. We got to use lawfare to go after them. I know that we've been, you know, working on this for some time. So I think that, I think it's time. I think it's time that we stop pretending that these are good people because they're not good people. These are not that's good right. people. That's right. Joe, I, I know you've probably had an issue with this too. It's hard to find an attorney that's actually willing to work with bigger names. Uh, they don't want to lose their license. Um, you know, I've had a very hard time finding attorneys that want to um, represent me because they feel threatened, like they're going to lose their law license for um, actually defending a... Um, you know, a Trump supporter or even somebody that was involved with the election, um, you know, in exposing what actually happened. Um, I've had several attorneys tell me that they can't work for me. Yeah, I think that the it's it is 
It is, and Mitch just said, follow the money. And I'm interested because Mitch is literally putting stuff on, being the arbiter of reality of both sides and trying to look at how we can be subjective about this, and I appreciate that. We, we have to start looking into and not letting them sweep anything under the rug. We have to stop the yeah. madness and what they've done in our nation. And you can look no further than what they've done to our food supply or energy supply, the average family, mm -hmm. the recession we're facing, the stock market drop of nearly 40% across the board, um, the the price of, of everything out there, stagflation of what we're, area of what we're going into right now. That's not all normal. That doesn't happen in normal sets. They, they created and manufactured these crises in order to hurt the average everyday American. So I think we owe it to ourselves to, to revolt against that and to create a, a path forward that, that restores integrity to our elections. I agree. Melissa, thanks for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate it. God bless you. Please send me that information that you have. I will publish it yeah. and we'll have, we'll have you back on. I will send that to you right when we get off. Thank you so right. much, Joe. Thank you for right. having me on. God bless you. God bless you. So, you know, we, we try to, I mean, I was kind of being a little bit, you know, trying to look at it like, all right, so tell me, are you this, are you that? I wanted to give some perspective on what the left would say. Oh, yeah, you're just a, you're just a conspiracy theorist. How is this conspiracy theory? And, and how in the world did I come up with, based on the information that was out there, the diagram that I built, if I didn't know what I was talking about? And, and the other part is, is that I'm talking to and have been talking to multiple Dominion empl employees, right? Now I'm going to have a, a, a laundry list of other employees. It's going to be awesome. Um, but a, a Dominion employees, and, and, and they're giving me information. They're, they're, some of them are liberal. They're liberal. And, and I will protect them to the bitter end, just like I'll protect the Antifa kid. I'll protect them to the bitter end. Why? I think, I think you have to. I think you're forced to. Because you just want enough details so they can hang themselves. You want them to be able to lie more so that it, it's not even about getting justice through a corrupt judicial system. It has more to do with showing the American people what we're up against, that these people are actually criminal. They're, they're complicit in the behavior and they're evil. They want to hurt you. And once you can convince people w w to, to dig deep, just and not even that deep, three, four feet into the, the information, it becomes less likely that these people will get away with what they're getting away with. Remember that what happened in Nazi Germany started with Jews not being allowed to sit on park benches. That's true. Most of you didn't know that. And it turned into genocide. Not just the six million Jews, but nearly 25 million people in Eastern Europe. So before we go, I want you guys to be an ambassador of truth. I want to tell you to be an ambassador of truth. Stand in the gap. And the gap is that place between the oppressed and the oppressor. They're lying to us about what freedom is. Freedom is not the ability to walk down the street. Freedom is the ability to think for yourself, to act for yourself, to have opportunity, to not have obstacles put in front of you that stop you from learning basic things. Math, science, English, being able to have life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, those are all basic things. To have equal representation and to have representation that does not allow for taxation that we don't agree with. It does not allow for people to send money overseas and give it to foreign governments while people in our own country are suffering immensely. It doesn't allow for open borders. It doesn't allow for elections to be stolen, critical race theory and calling white people bad, all to create chaos and division to make people 
challenge or question their sensibilities. That's not freedom, and that's not our country. But with that said, I want to give a shout out to Mike Lindell, if we can. Mike Lindell and my pillow. So you can use you can use this, and this is you can use a code CD21. That's Charlie David 21. Go to my store, my pillow. He's going to have my coffee here soon, soon shortly. Um, but go there, and you can save up to 70%, I think. I think it's more than 66%. This says 66%, but use CD21. That's Charlie David 21. Um, and support him. He just lost the Walmart contract. So they're trying, to, I guess, to get you to buy a substandard pillow from Walmart. Just stop doing business with Walmart. Add them to the list of, of companies that we should not do business with. Make them feel it in their pocketbook. Their stock has dropped too. But here's the problem with it, with the people that own a vast majority of that stock. What's the difference between being worth $80 billion and $40 billion? Is there a difference? Is it, can you spend that in your life? <laughs> I mean, ask yourself the question. Is there a difference between being worth $80 billion and $40 billion? So if they lose 50% of the market, even if they lose 75% of the market, they're still worth $25 billion. If you lost 75%, you would go, let's say you had a, a million dollars in the bank for your retirement, you'd have 250 grand. You'd have to add another 10 years to your retirement plan and work like a slave until you're 80 years old. Is that what you want to do? Is that, is it, does that seem fair? Does that seem equitable? No, it's not. It, it, it's designed enslavement. That's what it is. And so, we, we need to recognize that they're not trying to hurt the guys at the very top because those guys don't care. They don't wake up one day and be like, oh my gosh, I'm now only worth $20 billion. I cannot believe I lost $20 billion. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. You know what they do? They go eat their cereal, go walk on the beaches and, and do their own thing and decide when they're going to show up to work and kind of just walk around and have somebody get their coffee for them. That, that, that's what they do. They, they, don't have any, they, they don't have trouble sleeping. No, it's you that has trouble sleeping because they've stolen everything from you, including your dignity, your voice. So that's why these shows are very important. That's why Mike is important. That's why what's happening with Clay Clark is important. That's why I'm not going to stand against guys that are in the gap doing the hard work. I think it's necessary. And that's why we need to make sure that we fight back against the mainstream media and big tech that we put our mind, time, and effort into places that actually support those that want to build this alternate path of technology, this alternate path that ultimately is just truth, and that we call the liars what they are, liars. All right, so I'm going to pray real quick if I can. Please stay here. If you leave, I'm going to be really mad at you. Um, but this show is great, so why don't you uh, just go ahead and share it. we got some good information out. There's a lot going on. I mean, Melissa, by the way, is an IT professional. Hit the rumble button on your way out. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have this podcast. Thank you for the men and women who have fought in the gap. Father, thank you for those that are waking up, and thank you for uh, empowering those that are in this fight that we may stand together. We may set aside our petty differences and act in humility. Father, please help us that we may do your will and only your will, that we may listen to your voice, listen to your urgings, and that we may, you know, again, we, we, we've got to come together. We've got to unite. Unity has to be the number one thing we do. Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. It's either American and it's the good people of this nation or it is the, it is the evil, the devils, the, the Satanists, the really bad people that want to destroy everything this country stands for. Father, please help us stand against them. Help us to fight the good fight, but making sure it's good, making sure we never become the very thing that we're fighting against. Father, give us the wisdom, 
Give us the strength. Give us the stamina to stand in the gap with you, for you, next to you. And ultimately get to that place where we know you will say, well done, my faithful servant. Father, give us the the time that we need. Multiply our time so that we can give of our time in order to step out and be courageous and do the things that uh, on a small scale, large scale, and, and give of our talents as we can in order to save our nation. Father, we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You, you know, it's uh, since I've actually done this prayer every morning and night, um, I've been a lot more calm. I mean, I get a little, I get a little spicy, but I've been a lot more calm because I think that I recognize that it's working. These prayers are working. We're, we're breaking through some amazing, amazing places. We're doing some amazing things as people. And I think that the radical left is starting to realize that only, by the way, new poll came out, 10% of the country feels like we're headed in the right direction. 88% said we're headed in the wrong direction. Man, that's Democrats and Republicans. I think the whole country can agree that the evil of our society needs to be crushed and sent back to the basement. That's what we need to do. But you have to decide to be a part of it. So lots of ways to get involved in local organizations. We are going to be launching this plan, plan of the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. We have people that are enrolling in that plan. I do want to tell you that you know, the plan is not to walk into every building and take out machines and throw them in the streets and burn them. That's not the plan. The plan is we've got to come up with solutions. Now, I came up with solutions that were given to me. I mean, there's some crazy ideas out there. But in your community with people around you, you have to decide. I don't get to decide. You have to decide to stand as one. Become the lesser magistrates. We are the lesser magistrates. And as you heard yesterday on the CSPOA, they're, they're are, they are out there urging every sheriff in the country, every sheriff in the country, to stand out and investigate election fraud because they know it's that big of a deal and it's that important and it's happening everywhere. It is just a part of the ethos now of just stealing elections. People are, are getting to that place where they're, they're just expecting it like the primaries in Colorado, what happened in Georgia, what's happened all over the country. So do your part. Stand in the gap. I'll see you uh, tonight at 4 o'clock. And then tomorrow we've got some special shows that we're going to be doing. Um, But, uh, yeah, and some special guests. So God bless you all. I'll see you tonight. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, 
you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.